Hello again. Welcome to the NFL show, Ep3. We're still cracking on here. So it's Sol with the boys here. TB, how are you, mate? Very good, Sol. And uh, it's good to see you and Patty. It was a good week again last week. A few um, yeah, overtime games, which was interesting. And yeah, it was a really interesting game on Monday night as well, which was you know, Tuesday morning here. Bit of a shocker on, on Tuesday. But yeah, we will get into it. Pat, how are you, mate? I'm always good, Sol. I'm always good. Got past the bye. Got All past good. the bye nicely. You know, no injuries like we usually get in the bye somehow. So um, no bad luck for the Jets this week. And... More, more importantly, the guarantee came off, fellas. Congratulations. Oh. Uh, unbelievable. Round of applause for yourself. I'm not going to give it to oh, you. But mate, um, mate. TB, I mean, any thoughts there? I mean, he got it. Well, to be honest, I actually, all the tips we made last week with the games, I actually put them all into one big multi. And the only one that stuffed us up there was the Chargers. But yeah, big tip by uh, Paddy Hoggett. And yeah, it came off and it was good to see, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars getting that win over there in London. So that, that was good to see for Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and the boys there to get their first win in their first year. And yeah, they look like they were excited after the game. But more importantly, Paddy got the correct tip. So we can't keep bagging him. All right. And look, there if anyone are. out there listened to us, any 20 or 30 people that listen to us, you would have been a millionaire by now. So congratulations mm. as well. If not, maybe next week. Yeah, Pat ne- might have next another week, gem. Yeah. How are you feeling, Pat? You got it. I'm feeling good. Yeah, no, I didn't catch the game because it's a bit of an awkward time when it's in London, you know, 12.30 here. You know, if you're a night out, perfect timing. But yeah, I was confident in Jacksonville and London. You know, they always get it done. Very much home for advantage because they've always been there. And I've just not been sold on the Dolphins. You know, I just, I'm not really been impressed. I know two has been injured, but I haven't really been impressed with how their offense has functioned and also the way their corners are playing at the moment. Their secondary has just been pretty atrocious. So I think it's now up to Brian Flores to really step it up because it was just disappointing as a Dolphins fan. You know, you come in with the high hopes and then Tua gets injured. And he comes back for that first game and you're thinking, like, let's get some something going against this Jacksonville. Let's make a bit of a statement, especially in the AFC East because, like, there's only two wins from the top because Bills are three and two and the Dolphins are at the bottom now. But there wasn't that much difference and they could get a couple of statement wins. I'd just be really frustrated because it was just a disappointing performance and they couldn't get anything going besides the two touchdowns from Jalen Waddle. That was the only thing you could take away from that game. Let's be honest. The Dolphins are a really poor team. They just, there's nothing doing there. I don't know what trade they could pull off. I don't know what moves they could pull off. I think they're finished, obviously. Like, there is no way back this season. They're better off just tanking and and getting a a top pick for the draft, honestly. Yeah, that's probably the hardest thing when you look at these sort of things. There's probably not too many great top picks when it comes to, you know, quarterbacks as well to solve that problem. So you start to think, well, if you start tanking now, is it detrimental to the team and the fact that, you know, you might start a losing culture again? Like, they're just trying to rebuild out of that. They, they played really well last year at times, and it was probably not solely the quarterback who did that. And it was kind of, it's kind of disappointing now that they're you know, starting to drop off in that aspect. No doubt they uh, regret drafting to a over uh, Justin Herbert, tell you that much. That's for sure. At the moment, looks really poor. Talking about the uh, weekend games that just passed, some shockers. We are talking about it just before. Titans over the Bills. No one picked that. Bills are on a roll. Derrick Henry, beast mode. He went off, ran for three TDs, 143 yards, playing with a crap defense there. They're really poor defense, but he literally carried them to a win. Yeah, 100%. You know, I've been pretty impressed by the Bills at the moment and like I said I've been raving about them being one of the top teams in the AFC and I know people were very confused about the decision of fourth down by Sean McDermott and Josh Allen but I think Derek Henry just carved them up and it's the number one scoring defense the Bills and they let in over 30 points so realistically it just wasn't a great day for the Bills defense and I know Allen provided a little bit especially with this connection to Stefan Diggs and the offense is going in a great direction as well but I think the main thing comes down to some of the coaching decisions they made and especially on that fourth down you know I would have kicked the field goal gone in overtime and you know you've got a guy like Josh Allen who's playing top footy at the moment you give him a situation where it's a coin flip away from receiving the ball driving down the field against a tight defense I just don't think that you can take that decision away and I know you've got Josh Allen jumping over the top and it's not going to be many people in the world that can stop a one yard run like that and I know they got lucky with that but I just thought you know probably the wrong decision even though there's a high likelihood that you can make it and win the game then, I just think be a little bit safe there. 
But that's not their way. That's not the way they do things, the Bills. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're talking about the Bills like they got smashed or something. I still scored 31 points. He still threw for three TDs, Josh Allen. He had a really good game. TB, what do you reckon about the call at the end? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was, you know, it was aggressive. And it, you like to think if you back yourself, you know, you, you'll get those. But yeah, it must have been a feel they had on the sideline. It must have felt that, you know, they might have not been able to hold on if it went to overtime. They were so dominant in that second half. I don't think Hannah Hill threw an incompletion in the last quarter. And he's, I think he threw the nine, I'm looking here, and he, I think 103 yards. And then old mate Henry just was rushing, had a great day rushing, scored three touchdowns. And it might have come into their mind that they couldn't defend him. They just were struggling. If you look at the game, going into the game, sorry, that the Titans had given up the second most sacks in the NFL. And they had given up 20, I'm pretty sure. And they didn't get one sack against Tannehill on the weekend. And then they only got like two quarterback hits as well. So that, that ability not to, you know, apply pressure to the quarterback was probably one of the things that they have to address. And, you know, we saw the other week when they played and they had the the eight, you know, defensive linemen that were rotating. Like they, they obviously wanted to have a bit more depth this weekend at D tackle and they had a few players inactive from that rotation but you can just see that problem they had last year about putting pressure on uh, the quarterback was again happened this weekend and it was probably more to the fact that Derrick Henry got to you know really chew up some yards there and when you've got that real dominant run game it starts to you know hinder that pass rush and hinder that ability for pressure to be on the quarterback because there's so many options that the quarterback can have it there and you could just see that as soon as Derrick Henry started to go forward they started to really chew up yards of him you saw Tannehill just do what he can do and that was just take those opportunities that we know he can do at a high level when he has that ability to have that pressure taken off because of the running game and it was just really good to watch the, the Titans you know start to get back in that groove of Henry uh, you know taking all those yards those touchdowns he scored and yeah that dominance that they see and I, I can kind of understand where Sean McDermott was coming from when with that question you asked about maybe we're not going to be able to beat these blokes in overtime we needed to go and win the game now sometimes that mindset you know, fortune favors the brave, and sometimes that's where you got to go, and you got to take the game away from the opposition, and that was probably the best way of doing it. And I'm sure you'd say oh, I should have done differently now, but you know, that's just the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, look, there's no doubt the Titans are a bad defense. They've been poor all season, so you can understand the thinking because, like, I disagree, Pat. I reckon that was the right call. If you think about it, they'd already given up 31, the Titans. Josh Allen is one of the best at successfully attempting a fourth and one run. His record is for going for it on fourth and one, 13 out of 14 before yesterday. So he's got a almost, what, 90-something percent record at getting that fourth down. And at the end of the day, if they do get that fourth down, they end up winning anyway. Yeah. Like, Titans aren't stopping them. No. So no you can you can understand that it made sense. Yeah, like I understand the whole call and such things like that. Like I know he slipped at the end, but I just feel like on a fourth and one situation when you're going in overtime and you're just thinking, right, I'm either losing the game here or I'm extending the game and giving my team more like a chance to win again instead of, oh yeah, if I get it, we win sort of thing. Really, I just find it pretty hard to go against the Josh Allen run because he's so dominant. But if they win the coin toss and they go to overtime, and they get the ball back into Josh Allen's hands. I just don't see the Titans' defense stopping them. But don't forget, they're a bad team. You know, like obviously, no, they're a better team than them. They were in their red zone, so you don't want to waste yeah. that opportunity as well. Going back, you know, to your own twenty-five and working your way back up again. Yeah, they're already true, there. True, true. It's a fair enough call. Like they wouldn't do yeah. it against a good team. Let's be honest; they would not do this against a good team in the playoffs. No chance. So no. Another big shocker. I said the Ravens would win, but I thought they'd win oh. just. <laughs> Obviously, a lot of people picked the Chargers, but the Ravens demolished the Chargers on the weekend. TB, off day for Justin Herbert. Uh, they really put the pressure on him. Yeah, and they made it hard for him in the fact that we talk about you, know, you can't win, win without the ball. And, you know, the Ravens held the ball for nearly two-thirds of the game. They had it for 38 minutes. So... They really limited the opportunities that Justin Herbert had, which then would frustrate you. You know, it puts more pressure every possession you get. And you just saw that they really ran the ball really well. And you could see that there was a problem there with the Chargers' run defense. And they just kept hammering the ball there. They had some good touches from a few different people. They had a few pieces there, three running backs going at it, sharing reps there, and you know, dominating the game and the fact that they took the ball away from the opposition. You, you play against a good quarterback, and Paddy, you had him for the MVP so far, and that was not a bad decision. That's based on the body of work which we've seen. So if you're the Ravens team, what do we do? We take the ball away from them. We run the ball. We punish them with our run game. 
Well, the best way for the Ravens to control that game and not give Justin Herbert the opportunity to win the game was to run the ball, keep the game away from him, and hold the ball. And they hold it for 38 minutes. You can't get a game plan better than that by taking the game away um, from the quarterback. And credit to the Ravens' defense. They, you know, the opportunities they had on the field, they forced him to throw really tough coverage. He was making really uncharacteristic throws. And you're talking about, you know, taking the ball away from them and just utilizing their running game. The crazy thing about the Ravens is they're missing their top three running backs. Yep, yep. They're running. It's like a running committee. Like, I know teams like the Jets and such as that do it as well, but it's called like run with committee when you've got like multiple running backs and they all, like they're not going to light up the stat sheet, but they're all going to collectively try and get good rushing stats. The rushing stat that's going to be most important is the whole team's yardage. And you've got guys like Freeman. You got It's like a 2017 backfield, you know? This would have been incredible. Freeman. Pro Bowl. <laughs> uh, Latavius Murray, Le'Veon Bell. And you got Lamar in there as well. But they're all putting up 50, like I know besides Le'Veon Bell, there was all 50-yard runs from rushing days for Freeman, Jackson and Murray. And that's all you need, you know? Like you're just chopping at the block each time because they're all having a certain amount of carries and that's accumulating to over 150 yards rushing. So I think from that, you're just seeing that the Ravens are not just depending all on Lamar because Lamar didn't have, you know, like his stats show it. He didn't have like an exceptional day. But no. he, only, he threw for 176, 167 yards, one touchdown, two picks. You know, it wasn't a great day for him, but you can see that he's getting help from guys like Freeman and guys like Murray, and he's not having to do it all by himself. He's got his safety blanket in Marky Mark Andrews. He's just so good. Um, every week, he's always there. And Mark West Band's playing incredible well, once as well. Again, but once again, a crucial point. He did it you know, he did it again, Mark Andrews. Oh, right. He did it again. Yeah, he's just – he's too good like that. And But the thing that pops out the most is Austin Eckler only gets 12 yards. They just had no running lanes, you know. And – no, sorry, I think he had seven yards. Sorry. Seven. Seven Herbert, yards, had the, yeah. Herbert had the most – Herbert had the most yards of 12. And Eckler had seven. And they just completely went away from that because they only had six carries. So really, they were just trying to throw the ball and they just couldn't get any, anything from it because the pressure was just coming so well. So, you know, it's credit for, for the Ravens' defense because I don't think they played too well against the Colts. I thought the Colts sort of gave it to them until the end when they started stopping them and getting them a couple of turnovers. But other than that, I thought they were really impressive and Ravens are the real deal at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, look, the thing is, it's, it's not luck from the Ravens. Their wins aren't a shock. Yeah, Lamar Jackson didn't have the best game, but his influence on that team, him leading that team, any other team crumbles the injuries they've got. Like, they've copped another injury on the weekend. Their Pro Bowl left tackle, uh, Stanley, I think. He's gone for yeah, the Stanley's season. Yeah, Stanley's done. He's done. You know, but yeah, no, other, no other team would withstand this injury toll. They're 5-1. No. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's Unbelievable. Incredible. And- and what was good, as you said, about the running, you know, as a committee there, and they had three different running backs for three different three touchdowns. So, like, that's going to get you that energy. That's going to get you that spark. Obviously, they know not one of them is going to win them, you know, a game. And they know that, you know, they're probably, as you said, they're probably, they were good a couple of years ago, you know, high-level pro bowl talent. And now they know if they can collectively put them in, a, in different roles. Uh, and you saw, like, they had seven different people rush the ball and seven different uh, people receive the ball. So that diversity about who they're throwing to gives it, you know, more options to Lamar. And the fact that we were talking about last week, Lamar being able to run the ball, Lamar being able to pass the ball, that deception in the fact that then in the backfield, you've got someone who can run and pass and the running back there. It just creates havoc for the defense when they're on their game and when they've got people, you know, blocking for them and putting pressure on their defensive line. But you saw that Lamar was just, you know, he wasn't great when it came to throwing the ball, but he did what he had to do. It was as simple as that. Like, and the defense held up when they had their job. Like, there was two interceptions, and they ended up defending them based on the fact that, you know, they they had a good game plan when it came to uh, Justin Herbert as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know, look, Lamar didn't come up on the stat sheet, but. You know, there was that moment where he stepped through their defense. It was a crazy moment. I don't know if you saw that or caught that um, in the game. He just sidestepped everyone. And, like, just that kind of doubt that you can put in the defense, no one, no other quarterback's got that in the league. No one. Um, he's on a different level, Lamar. His leadership for such a young guy, you know, they talk about him being the next Michael Vick or, you know, Matt Mould. This guy's mentally on a way higher level than... Then Vic and you know, I've talked. Vic's talked about it. You know, he mucked around with the talent oh, they yeah. had back then. 
Lamar Jackson, the head on his shoulders, the coach. I don't think John Harbour is getting enough praise for what he's doing there in Baltimore. Um, they're a solid, solid unit. Another team, I'm not shocked, I guess, that they won, although I picked against them, and I apologize for that because, you know, they're really good. The Arizona Cardinals over the Cleveland Browns. But the chaos that ensued before the game, their coach copping COVID, not being able to be in the game. Another coach, I'm thinking a special teams coach, copped COVID. Two defensive linemen on the morning of the game were ruled out due to COVID. Any other team that does that kind of chaos would buckle, even if you're 100%. a good team. Even if you're a good team, there's a chance, a big chance you'd buckle playing away against a good Cleveland Browns team. Man, they just put them to bed easily like it was nothing. Too good. Yeah, and Cliff Kingsbury, you know, COVID, uh, being out, you know, your head coach is that he's the play caller. He's the offensive play caller. And you saw Vance Joseph stand up, you know, he's obviously the defensive play caller and the defensive coordinator. But he was, he looked at, you know, it was looked like a bit of, they kept on showing him on the sideline. They had a bit of confidence there. Looked like they had a good game plan set. And that's a credit to Kingsbury and obviously Vance Joseph on the day, you know, putting a good game plan on how to beat the Cleveland Browns. And it didn't help that Baker got a couple of knocks. I think he hurt his shoulder. Yeah, and he was just, looked, there was under pressure there. Um, but yeah, you get really excited about Kyler Murray and how he plays. And again, we talked about that MVP conversation and last week. And I'm not still. I'm, I've got you know my money on hopefully Matt Stafford getting it. But Kyler Murray is just every week he's standing up. He's standing up. He hasn't stood back yet. Okay. And obviously they have another game this weekend. They're going to have another game after that and after that. And he gets to keep standing up. But at the moment we're six weeks in. That's nearly a third oh. of the season. As you said, he looks comfortable. They look like they're in they're in sync. They look like they're jelly. And, and at the moment, until someone puts them under the pump and under the blowtorch, he's going to keep getting better, I think. Until someone can work out how can we stop Kyle and Murray in this offense, they're going to keep going and keep going, and they're going to keep getting better. So it'll be interesting to see if this week is the week where they, you know, they drop off, but who knows? They're playing the Texans. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's this week. I don't think it's this week, boys. Nah, nah I, don't, I don't either. You never know. Maybe a little prediction of the week at the end. Maybe that's the guarantee of the week. Maybe, maybe it's a bit of a shock at the end, but you're right, man. Cliff Kingsbury, the system he set up there, like I said, any other team would buckle and, and would stuff up. Like it, it, would, it would just ruin your plans for the game, but it just showed like they could have been exposed, but it actually exposed the fact that they're so solid. The systems are so solid. Everyone knows their role. There's no pressure. It has a freedom to play, you know, and express themselves. Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Oh, yeah, they, they, deserve, they deserve to be at the top at the moment. You have receivers like AJ Green, you know, of course, back in the day, he was a freak. But it did take a couple of years when he was a bit iffy with the Bengals, especially with injury. But he's played great footy at the moment. And you have guys like Connor's playing well, you know, it just seems like we're not talking about a team that looks like they're bound for a loss, like they're ready for a loss. Like last year with the Steelers, remember, they went on that huge undefeated stretch and everyone was like, oh, they're going to crack soon because really they were beating teams in an easy schedule and getting away with like lucky wins at the end. And we knew that they were going to crack against a good defense. But it just feels like the Cardinals and all-around teams just working really well. And, you know, credit to Kyla, but... I just think credit to the whole entire staff itself because you're having guys like Connor who was in free agency, AJ Green who was in free agency, you know, Christian Kirk, second round pick. Of course, you got D Hop, but there's guys like that. And then JJ Watt and Zamin Collins and Isaiah Simmons that, you know, were thought out last year of being like, oh, they're too old or they're too inexperienced and they're not going to get that many wins. But just they're all putting it together. And I feel like there's just this mentality that's just going forward. And yeah, I don't see them losing for a couple of more weeks because I don't know about their schedule, but they've got the Texans and then be a tough one against Packers, but I feel like they can do them. So I'm pretty confident in the Cardinals at the moment. They're going really well. No doubt, no doubt. And just on that, on the fact that we talked about, you know, Kyler Murray, it's interesting because we talk about Lamar, about that ability to run and that he has that same ability. He's quick and he's zipping and he just... He starts just going, he's a zip, zip man, he just whoosh, and he goes. He's, he's explosive, he's quick. Here's a little stat for us. So, Kyler Murray is 17-6 and six in his career in games with six-plus carries, okay? In games with five or fewer carries, he's 2-12 and 12 and uh, one draw. Wow. So, there you go. Cool. So, when he's sitting back in the pocket there and just, you know, throwing the ball and not loading 
um, with that, that running game, the Cardinals have struggled. So it's good to see that they've employed that in his game. His, the ability for him to improvise behind the offensive line has been really good to watch. And he's, as I said, the same about Lamar last week. They're just good players to watch when they can do that because you, you don't know what's going to happen. What Are they going to be explosive? As soon as that that point in the game where you know, oh, there's a sack about to happen, there's a sack about to happen, they're just, the pocket's imploding. And then you see him just zip out with quick speed. That's the stuff that you like to watch. You know, you're starting to see that probably a bit more later in the years with the more, you know, versatile quarterbacks that we're starting to see in college. And yeah, it's really interesting to watch. And it, yeah, it's good for viewing. The ability to put the defense in two minds, not many can do it. And, you know, you talked about it, Lamar can, Kyla has developed that. It doesn't do much with, you know, running, but it just puts it in two minds. Brady's the goat. I should have said something about Josh Allen. He's the goat. He should take a, should take a point or two from uh, Brady, the goat or the snake. The snake hey, goat. Hey, if, they, goat. if they need a couple yards or uh, one yard, he'll he'll take it. He's, he's one of the best. He'll be doing one that a few shot on Mitch Trubisky. Hey, if that was Josh Allen, if that was um, Tom Brady where Josh Allen was in that fourth and one, Tom Game Brady's over. getting it. Game he's over. Pushed, and he's 45. I reckon Mitch Trubisky gets it as well. Why don't you just chuck him on the field? You know, the goat. He'd jump over them. That's it. MVP Mitch. <laughs> MVP Mitch, a.k.a. Um, trouble in Trubisky town. Uh, that bloke. Quickly, Aaron Rodgers, he went a bit weird, man. Uncharacteristic, man. Uh, fucking yelling. What the hell was wrong What's going with on this year? He's got the hair but, out. Yeah. <laughs> he's got the hair know. out this year. He's had a sook at the Packers at the start of the year. Hey. And now he's like, oh, I heard you. Uh, like, oh, look, look, wow. look, look. If, if, aggressive. if he hears this, he's, he's just going to attack you next week on the Pat McAfee show. Watch what you say, yeah? Yeah, yeah I know, I know. He always loves little. Did, did anyone catch what he said this week about that moment? where he just started saying, I own you. He owns Chicago. Did anyone catch that didn't, at all? No, no. I didn't, didn't he say something about like, oh, I just came out or something? Like that, or... Is that what he said? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm not too sure. He's, he was like, oh, yeah, it just came out of my mouth when I scored. I, was like, <laughs> yeah. I think it was something like that. Man, dude, it was good to see emotion. Everyone bags him for not being emotional. Exactly. So I, love, I love how they have the narrative over there. They bag him for not being emotional and looking like he doesn't care. He comes out and after he scores and, you know, oh, no, he's screaming out, you know, we, I own you. Oh, oh, no, you can't. You can't be emotional. You, you can't, can't do that. About, you can't win. I think he's like 22 and 5 or something against the Chicago Bears. So, he's, you know what? He, he probably does, does own them. them. So, <laughs> he does own them. Before we get to our debut segment, the Patriots oh, yes. against Dallas. I know you've got oh. a bone to pick there, TB, with Mac Jones. I, don't know, I wouldn't say I have a bone to pick with him. There's a lot of pressure on you know, rookie quarterbacks. And you've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks in recent weeks get bad for, you know, their indecisiveness or just, you know, how they've been playing in general. And you saw on the weekend, like the third downs, there was a couple of good ones. And you, you can see he's going through his progressions, which is a good thing. And you can see he's going boom, boom. And sometimes it's just those windows that they have in college that are tighter in the NFL. And that's the ones they've got to take. You know, the receivers should be catching those. And sometimes that just hesitation there, has been struggling. You can see that in their third down conversions. And at the moment, I think last week, you know, New England's third down conversions was at 33%. And they just didn't, you know, when you're not converting on third down, it just, you know, puts so much more pressure on your defense. The fact that the Cowboys, you know, are very underrated in how good their offense is. So their yeah. offense has been so explosive. Okay, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator there, you know, McCarthy, the coach, you know, you can just see that they're, Got a good offensive scheme. They've got Dak Prescott, who's been absolutely killing it over the past couple. You know, Amari Cooper's there, C.D. Lamb. You've got players, uh, Zeke at the backfield. You know, I'm probably missing someone. And there's, there's a couple of it. Gallup was injured on the weekend. Yep. So these players that they've got in this offense create, you know, that opportunity to be, you know, multifaceted. The fact that they've got so many people they can go to, what they can do there is, you know, that puts pressure on the defense. And I didn't think that, the Patriots defense was all that bad. You can and and then the fact that they've been in these games without the talent, um, some of the talent they've had, and they've had injuries. I think Dante Hightower has been injured and he's been in and out of the team. And just some of the players they have def- defensively and offensively, you know, probably are playing better in the just in the fact that they're coached by Bill Belichick and the schemes, like Steve Belichick, the people they've got around that organization, Josh McDaniels. They're getting the most out of them. And I feel like what you're going to see, and, it, and it's frustrating at times, but just they need to score on that first possession in overtime. They had to. Like, look, as a Pats fan, 
I saw a saying off air before you jumped on. I'm happy with the way it's going. We're in games. They're competing with really good teams. Yeah, we're losing to some bad teams, but you know we're we're still in the game. And as long as I see that, as long as I see them learn from it, Mac Jones learn from those mistakes. Like you said, he had to go for it, and it was a bit of pressure there in overtime. And then you know get gets picked. But you know, look, if if he pulls it off, he's heralded as the next big thing again. You know what I mean? Mm. Bill Belichick, that's his thing with quarterbacks. He puts a lot on their shoulders on purpose to see if they can handle it and see if they can handle the pressure. And if they can come out of that, they'll become a better player on the other side. You got the one of the best coaching staffs there. I think this challenge, I said it before, this challenge that Bill Belichick's got in front of him, he's enjoying it. Win or lose, as long as his team's competing, he does not care. And as a Pats fan, I'm happy to see it. Just talk about Matt Jones because we we did say, you know, there was times when you could see he was struggling. But for someone to throw an interception, okay, it looks like he was going to cost his team the game, okay? And then they scam a play there for Kendrick Bourne, which they kind of got that opportunity to go, oh, yeah, boom, 75 yards, touchdown, okay? And they kind of schemed it to, you know, manipulate the defense and the fact that they were going to come forward and go over the top there. It was good to watch and it was good to watch and it was – um, you could just see, to have that mindset of, you know what, he was just lost his team in the game and put him straight back in it. So it was good quarterbacking by Matt Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I also thought he showed some guts as well by because, of course, Trayvon Diggs, you know, he's got seven picks. On, I know his coverage is a bit iffy. And, so, you know, so I just spare, see the comments are just spam, just like he's the most overrated corner that just gets picks. I'm like, fire out, mate. He's got seven picks. Give him a bit of a break. But... Took some balls to go straight after it, you know. It was one play and, you know, after giving a pick away and prob- and you're thinking, oh, shit, I'm in a bit of a tough situation here. You go straight after him and go in a tight window against two good coverage players. Well, semi-good. It just took some balls, especially after throwing a pick. So I've been just impressed by Mac Jones. I thought he was going to be a bum coming out of school just because, you know, Devonta Smith was just a beast and I didn't want the Jets to draft him and... Not like I'm regretting it or anything like that. It's too early to tell in terms of those type of things. But I'm just happy to see what Belichick's doing with a young quarterback because it's been so long since he's done it. You know, I know it's a lot on Josh McDaniels and he's had a couple of ones when he's left to Denver and such as that. But, you know, this is a new situation for the Patriots. And I think a lot of the fans like yourself, Sol, will be a bit happy to see like, yeah, we're developing this guy and hopefully he can be the guy like Brady was or I know nothing compared to the GOAT, but hopefully he can be a guy that we can grow into that sort of build and try to fill his shoes because at the end of the day, every single quarterback that comes after Brady now, the Patriots, is just going to be compared to Brady every single day. Oh, you know, that game wasn't as good as Brady's game last year or the year, like when they played the Cowboys or blah, blah, blah. So it's tough for the kid, but I think he's just competing and playing well at the moment. Just one thing. Um, I think you just said we. In that we will be better off. We, can yeah, say? I heard that. Then did you hear that? So I heard that, and I couldn't yeah. stop listening to you after I heard the we. And what do you what do you mean we? Um, yeah, the we. Oh, there we go. We might have got yourself a new Patriots fan on the on the podcast. Two hey, yeah. <laughs> you're kidding yourself. I hate the Patriots. I just like I'm, I'm happy for Mac Jones. I feel like he's got all the pressure in the world. And just, just admit it. He's better than Zach Wilson. True. I'm kidding, kidding yourself. What next, next one. Let's go to the new. Let's go to the what new. Are you, what one, are you please. talking about? Just admit it. I'm not admitting it. You can't admit it this early. You know, no chance. That's next, the question. Next. He's asking, is he better so far? Anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll address that mid-season. Um, we'll address that mid-season. <laughs> well, after this week. After this week. We'll, we'll preview it soon anyway. You've got no choice. The big segment, it's here. The debut of TB's top five. Cue music. There is any music. <laughs> <laughs> TB, your power rankings... I'm looking forward to this one. So, TB's top five for week seven. Number five. The Los Angeles Rams. Number four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Number three. The Dallas Cowboys. Number two. The Baltimore Ravens. And number one. The Arizona Cardinals. That was TB's top five. Wow. What do you reckon? Can we get a sponsor? I'll put it up for an ad. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. I don't um, know if you're going to get any sponsors after that top five, but, you know, we'll continue. So the top five, continue. let's recap. Uh, yep. Number five, 
The Rams. The Rams, number four, Tampa Bay. Number three, Dallas. Number two, the Ravens. Number one, the Cardinals. Yep. Got an issue there, Pat? Yeah, I've got a bit of an issue. Let's go. Um, you're leaving out the, the Bills, in my opinion. Now, I know they lost, right? But they still played well, and they've still got the highest-scoring defense and the highest-scoring offense. And you're leaving them out of the top five, you know? I don't really agree with that. So I have the Rams higher than the Bucks as well, just because the fact that they're upside. And I know they – and they also beat them in the season as well. But the way that the Rams are playing, they're playing under the radar. And I feel like they're just going to, like, click at one point and just take off. So I just feel like right now that they're probably a better team than the Bucks at the moment. Yeah, I had the Bucks at five and then the Bills and then the Rams. I agree with your top two, but I believe that the Ravens and the Cardinals are the top two teams in the NFL. But the Cowboys, I don't get me wrong, they're a great team at the moment. But five and one, five and one, man. You can't I know they're, that. they're great. They're great. But when you're looking at it, I just don't see them as good as and as dominant, especially their defense, as teams like the Bills, the Rams, yet at five as well. I'd have them at six. I'd definitely have them just outside my top five, but. You know, TV, you're going bald with the uh, Cowboys. So uh, I think, I'm happy about that. Nah, I think it's, it's pretty, pretty much on top. It's pretty on pretty schedule. Good besides the Cowboys. No, nah, I think it's pretty much on point. Maybe the Chargers would get in for me. I agree. Um, I, I had them originally in my draft. And then I kind of had them in Rams higher and Bucks out. Yeah. But I just, I can't not put my other mate TB12 not in there. Can't no, have the TB5. And not have TB12 in it. So, and you know what? They're winning games. And I feel like they'll continue to keep winning games like last year. And then they'll just explode again. I'm kind of going into a lot of scenarios in my head when I pick this top five. And one of them being, you know, they are the Super Bowl uh, reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world. So, they're going to be in there. Until they completely blow off the planet, okay, they'll, you know, they'll be in and around that top five. But the Chargers are my number six, um, if if there were six in there. But yeah, I just I feel like the Bucks, and I just love the Cowboys and how they're they're you know their offense is just exploding and that speed and that ability for you know Dan Quinn in that Cowboys defense. He had a Pete Carroll style of defense and he's really come out and you know looked at himself as a coach and his and his defense after being sacked and, and really reinvigorated his style of defense. And there's just speed and there's obviously the, that suiting the players he has you know that Parsons all those players that speed and it's just. Really good to see that complementary football in regards to their defense, offense, and their special teams there with John Fossil as their special teams coordinator. But yeah, it's just really good to see that they're all in sync. And that Cowboys team, I can only see getting better in future weeks when Dak starts. You know, he's only played six games um, now and he's, you know, been off for such a long time. So he'll continue to get better. This team will continue to get better. And I can, I can see them getting higher on that list in coming weeks. Yeah, look, I feel like Dallas competed better with the good teams than. The Bills did. The Bills took care of a lot of easy teams. Look, Kansas, all right, they beat Kansas, but everyone's beating Kansas. Let's be fair. Like, it, it was a shock the way they beat them, but it wasn't a shock that they did beat them, is what mm. I'm saying. So that's the, only, that's the only reason why. But it's not like they're far off. Chargers, going back to them, the way they lost, I think, yeah, fair enough. They, they don't deserve to be in that top five. They probably would have been in instead of the Rams. But the Rams, no one's talking about them. They're flying under the radar. I think you're pretty happy about that, TB. No. Yeah, it's keeping there, keeping flying on the radar. You know, we had that moment when they were saying we're the best team in the NFL, and I'm happy for that not to be the case because the more pressure you put on us early on, I feel like, you know, you start to see that fading of the offense. As you said, Matt Stafford's only going to get better in this system, and you'll see that in the coming weeks. And with the opposition they're starting to play, hopefully we can start to see some better players standing up, other players. You know, Matt Stafford, you know, Cooper Cup has been, you know, I think he's got the highest receiving yards in the in the competition, you start to see more players in that team, you know, would start to get more. I think he's probably, it'd be nearly tied with, you know, Cup as the best, you know, receiver in that team. And you can just start to see, I feel like the more players who get targets in that team, the more pieces of the puzzle start to come through. Jake Funk might start to get some more reps. He might start to get better. It gives you multiple running backs out the backfield. Sonny Michelle might start to, you know, explode there as well. And when you start to get that run with committee sort of style of running game, you'll start to see that play action game come into effect, which will then hopefully help uh, Matt Stafford. But as you said earlier, Matt Stafford put so much trust into him and you have seen him just play a drop back passing game, which is probably 
shows how much trust they have in him and how much trust they probably didn't have in our mates in Detroit. Um, and yeah, that's what you can see. Well, let's probably not talk about them today because you know another loss. And... Yeah, yeah no, it's it's just not looking good there. But yeah, for the Rams, next two games, I think it's the uh, Lions and the Texans. So don't worry, TB. They'll be talking about them as the best team in about two three weeks. That's a big <laughs> game, hey. That's a big game. Lions. No, it is. It Josh, is. going back to LA, yeah. new stadium. He didn't get to play in it with any fans last year. You know, he's been probably ridiculed. He's bagged Sean McVay every time he's had a press conference because when every, every time he has put, you know, compliment towards Matt Stafford, everyone's going, well, don't you like Jared Goff? And he goes, well, hang on, that's not what I'm trying to say. But, yeah. you know, that's what people are going to do. That's, and that's what they got to see. And I, can't, I can see Jared Goff having a chip on his shoulder when he goes into the game this week. But, you know, I don't know how much that's going to help him going into the game. Very true. All right. That was TV's top five. Boys, this week's games, week seven, pretty poor week, to be honest, uh, in terms of matchups. An AFC week. Yeah, it's AFC a pretty, week. yeah, it's an AFC week, I guess. So let's go through a couple of the games, you know, a personal battle here, Pats versus Jets. Your guy's name's Pat, but he goes for the Jets. But anyway, that's another story. Let's go. Should be a good one. You know, Jets rest at Gillette. at Gillette. Two young quarterbacks going at it. Be fun to the, watch. The GOAT right, coach versus a rookie coach. It'll be close. It I, I think. Sorry, mate. I think we'll get you at home. Don't mind. Yeah. Usually, I never bet against the GOAT, but the GOAT's not there. Exactly. You know, I know Belichick's there, but this is like one of the first situations where we felt like we're going into Gillette. That's just not going to be a complete waste of time, waste of space. Like, usually, I, I watch the schedule, right? Like, I look at the schedule at the start of the year and I go, when the hell are we playing the Patriots at Gillette? Because we're just going to get absolutely like, you know, trying to swear, but we're just, we're just going to get smacked. So this is like the first year where I feel like, okay, this is, this game could be a little bit more competitive and we're actually going to let with a chance to win a game. And like, really, the only thing that I want for the Jets is, one, Wilson to play well, two, them to be competitive, and three, to get like a couple of gritty wins, you know? And I was disappointed with the Falcons game just because... I thought we had a chance to win if our defense made a good stop at the end and we'd made a good comeback and we had all the momentum. We beat the Titans, so we had a good win then. And, you know, the first couple of weeks weren't as amazing as everything sounds, but we're actually not on a terrible roll at the moment with how we're going against certain teams. I might be hyping the Jets up a little bit, but... Yada, not, yada, yada, man. No one cares yeah, I'm not about totally the Jets, com- bro. We get it, no, bro. No, 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 no. I'm not totally confident, but... I'm saying... No, what do you mean you're totally you confident? Go, no, 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 no. You can't do that. You don't okay, big okay, up your team, okay. say they've showed okay. glimpses, they've showed great hope. You back your team right here. You don't back I'm, the... Op- okay, okay. I'm saying they, they either win by three or it goes to overtime. That's all I'm saying. It's a bit, a bit, a bit bold, but it, they either win by... The Jets win by three or it goes to overtime. I'm, I'm taking over the hosting duty for five seconds here. Okay. So, Paddy Hoggett, I want you not yet to tell me why the Jets are going to win, okay? Mm-hmm. So you have to tell me why the Patriots are going to win, okay? Who wants to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. So you want to go, yeah, you I'll go, go first. first. I think we've been in games all year. We've been competing with every single team. And the Jets, still a rookie team, rookie coach. Come on, man. Look, I like the Jets. I like Robert Salah. But you know what? He's not winning at the end of the day. You can't beat the GOAT coach. You can't beat Bill Belichick, man. At home? Come on, man. Yeah, at home. That's that's one of my points, actually. You know, you guys are 0-4 at home at the moment, so... Yeah, um, and it's, it's time to win. It's time to win, yeah. It will be next week. Don't worry, it won't be this week. This is this is the main thing. You know, the Jets are going to win because of the pressure they're going to build on the on the Patriots, right? We had a shocking offensive showing last game, last time we played the Pats, and you guys actually didn't play too great. You should have put 50 on us, but the defense held us in check, and Mac Jones didn't play incredible. But, you know, the running game was all right. So if we bring some pressure and the offense actually stays on the field and um, generates some points, you know, I don't see us, like, not competing in this game until the end of the game. So all the eyes is on the offense this week. And I'm pretty confident in our front seven that we're going to get some pressure on Mac Jones. Look, look, at the end of the day, you couldn't get it done at home. You're not going to get it done away against us. Come on, man. Uh, on that, here's a, little, here's a little thing I was thinking about before we – came on, you know, came on air here. I was thinking, well, they had a tight, I want to, because they've had a few tight games. I want to see how they reacted after those tight games, those tight losses. So they got beat in the first week against the Dolphins close. 
they back up next week. They win against the Jets, okay? At um, Jets home ground there. They get beat by the Saints. Okay, They get beat tight against the Buccaneers. They come back and win the next week, okay? Now they had a tight game against the Cowboys. I'm thinking, going on based on that, is they had a tight game, okay? the Patriots, yeah. you know, maybe that's their thing. They have a tight game, they win. They have a tight game, they win. I'm thinking they're going to have a big win here against, against the Jets, and I'm just going to go based on that because I don't want to upset Pat and make him cry tonight. No, but, but the thing is, Pat, Pat is going to hate. But the thing, Pat, you can't deny that against good teams, the Patriots probably had had really good opportunities to win and should have won yeah. those games. So, 100%. But you're yeah. the, also the team that will play like down to the standard of the Jets. No like doubt. In a game like no this, doubt. No doubt. You could easily produce a game no doubt. that you guys play so down to our standard. And we're just like... Could be the, the worst game. This could this... be the worst game of the year, honestly. Moving yeah. on from the Pats Jets. So we, me and TB going Pats. Obviously, Pat, you're going Jets, which sounds weird. I'm going Jets. Make, I'm going, of it. I'm put these into a going watching, Jets, yeah. baby. All right. Moving on. Speaking of the Ravens, another big game this week for them uh, against the Bengals. Bengals have been showing promise. They beat the Lions. You know, Jamar Chase played pretty well. Okay. and But, you know, it's nothing really major when they beat the Lions. All right. Well, okay. They won, so they're coming off a again a good win, a, a predicted win. But the Ravens again, that Ronnie Staley injury doesn't help their cause. They've been stifled by by the injuries. It hasn't stopped them. Lamar's still doing his thing. All it comes down to every week is can you stop Lamar? If you can stop Lamar somehow, you got a good chance of winning the game. Like you talked about how the fact that they've, they've been good offensively, they just I still feel like Jeff play calling has been a bit. It's just they never get into a real. You know, flow about what they're doing. Okay, I just feel like there's, 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 they get stalled, they get stalled, they get a lucky play, they go forward. Like they go backwards, they go backwards, and then they go forward. Like it's just they had. I think there was a fourth and one at one point, um, and it turned into a touchdown. Like they went for it and it turned to a touchdown. Like that was just a bit of a lucky play. Like they, um, you know, they were just trying to get obviously the the fourth down. Yeah, I know every time you're trying to go for a touchdown, but you know it was a bit of a lucky kind of uh, miss there, and they they get a touchdown. There was just some. In moments, I don't know how for real the Bengals are, but as you said, we we're going to find out this weekend. I just I can't go against the Ravens, and you just thought just because if they can get that run game going and that and they have that you know that dual threat with that run game, pass game, um, and the confidence there, it'll help the offensive line. The fact that they they have you know the opposition in that uh, two mindset, and they're already worrying about the deep the defensive line. They're already worrying about if is old mate going to run anyway. So you've got. That opportunity to kind of you know create that uh, deception in the in their team, and hopefully on the weekend they can see that and they can probably beat that Bengals team. I'll go with I'm going with the Ravens. Yep, me too, Pat. Yeah, I think it's going to be close this week, only because really I thought the offense for the Ravens wasn't exceptional, and I feel like the Bengals, just with the way they're they're playing at the moment, especially the way Jamal Chase is playing against some of those injured corners that are that are still banked like. I know Marcus Peters out for the year and such as that, but I just feel like there is an opportunity for guys like Mixon and Uzumar and Jamar Chase to have really big games this week. And I think it's all up to the Bengals' defense. I feel like if they can get a bit of pressure on Lamar and also, you know, guys like Logan Wilson at the back to try and stop guys like Mark Andrews, like I feel like it could be an interesting contest. But again, it's another home game for the, the Ravens. So this is the weird thing. They've, had, they've played at home against the Colts. They've played at home against the Chargers. They're playing at home against the Bengals. And then they're playing at home again against the Vikings. They've got four straight home games. And that crowd, <laughs> that crowd is an extra boost for, like, so many players, yep. especially in that overtime game against the Colts. Like, that was, that was big for them. So Mental. I'm going Ravens, but it's going to be close. All right, beautiful. Last game, we're going to be previewing Chiefs versus Titans. Chiefs, big game. Big game for both teams, actually. You know, can the Titans back up that win um, on the weekend? And for Kansas City, good win on the weekend against Washington. But I'm still not sold on them. I don't know. I still think they've got a few issues. Mm. Yeah, and it's all about that fact that it's how the Titans' defense is going to stop the offense. I feel like that's the big battle. Like, we know when it comes to... I'm worried. I'd be worried if about you know them stopping Derrick Henry, and that's just going to be a simple fact. And that's the thing. Yeah, and I just I can't see them doing it on the weekend. I, I feel like when it comes to that fact, I think it needs to get into a bit of a slugfest in 
that they need us to get into a point where we're going to throw the ball and we're going to try to score and you're going to have to try to keep up with us. That's what it's going to get to on the weekend. And I feel like if we can see that, it might then create, you know, Kansas City might just blow them away and they can't keep up and they have, because they might be, not be able to stick with that run game. You know what I mean? If they get to a quick lead and they have to try to pull away that run game from the um, Titans, that might help them in that aspect. But, yeah, I just can't see the Titans um, getting this win on the weekend. I, I feel like the Chiefs, is, they've just got a good win against the Washington team. And I, you know, the Washington has been talked about as this great defense, blah, blah, blah. And they've just, they, they haven't, they've probably fell flat this year. So, you know, they're not a great team. So we can't be talking about them as this massive big win. Like, you know, it was a good win. They needed that win. But, yeah, I feel like this win will be good, you know, for the Chiefs. And the fact that, you know, they're playing at Tennessee may help Tennessee here. But, yeah, I, I can, can't, I'm going with the Chiefs for this one. Last week, we, this was a write off, really, this game. We're thinking, you know, Chiefs are going to go on a bit of a run here. But the way Derrick Henry played, I know the Titans' defense is poor. Man, the Chiefs' defense isn't any good, like you said, TB. Derrick Henry's going to have a really good night. But will it be enough? I don't know. Yes, it's going to be enough, boys. I've got the Titans this week. And you know, I know the Jets beat them. And I've never really rated the Titans as much, especially with their play calling. But think about it. Teams that beat the Titans, right, they have to get a pressure around Henry that it feels like they've got to put them in situations where they've got third and six and third and seven and third and long and such things like that. Because that's the only way they can stop Henry and actually stop this Titans offense. The Jets did it well because really the matter of fact was Henry goes off the field on third down. So it's longer than four yards. He's off the field. And you got JD McKissick in there. And really it's just if um, Tanny can make a play and then Henry's back on the field. But it's pretty predictable. It's first two plays practically to Henry. They might switch it up with a bit of play action. But if you get pressure on the quarterback, you're going to win the game. And I just don't think that the Chiefs are going to get pressure on him. I think Frank Clark's just disappeared off the face of the earth. He's got no pressure in him at all. Chris Jones hasn't done anything much. And the matter of fact is, you know, they're secondary. They, they can't hold up against guys like AJ Brown and Julio Jones if Tannehill gets a roll on. If he's got a protected pocket, he's sweet. I know Taylor Wands out for a little bit. But I just think, you know, you've got Henry and they're coming off a good win. And even if their defense doesn't give enough, I don't think the Chiefs' defense can give up, can stop anything really at the moment. And it could force Mahomes to panic. Which he but has. Honestly, which he has panicked. Which he has. So, which he has against good teams. He's panicked. Yep. He panicked against the Bills and he could panic this week against the Titans. So Is, the Chiefs will go to three and four and the Titans are going to win. Far, right what a story that would be. Is Julio Jones still – is he out? or is he, what's, what's the guy there? I think he's in. He's okay, in. He's he played in. last week, so I right. um, haven't heard it much. All right. He's not, help, he's not helping my uh, fantasy team. So. <laughs> yeah. No. He's, been, he's been benched in my other league, mate. Trust me. No, he's been benched oh. in mine. But... <laughs> All right. Sweet. That's the games that we've previewed. We'll put out our tips. We're at that time again, boys. Guarantee of the week. We're two from two. One from one officially, but we'll give you two from two. Pat, we ate well last week. We had a good weekend. First weekend out after lockdown. Can you back it up this week? That's the question. Can I back it up this week? Absolutely, I can. They call it the guarantee of the week, but we don't give, we're giving people some money. We're not here to give you rubbish, you know, oh, yeah, the, the bloody Buccaneers are going to be the Bears. We're not that type of podcast, you know. We're a type of podcast that's going to blow your mind off. I was originally going to go with the Colts over the 49ers, but that's so bland, you know. I feel like they're going to get that anyway. Who's watching but that? Who's watching that game? Who's watching the game? Who's watching that game? So, you know, Titans over the Chiefs is a shocker, but this is the shocker. This is the one that's going to turn the tables. Here we go. You know, a bit of a shout out to my mate Sam. You know, he, he watched the podcast, but in his team, um, I feel like the Washington, the Washington football team is going to beat the Packers this week, boys. <laughs> and... You can laugh at me all you want. Holy right? shit. No, I can't believe the audacity. Yeah. I'm jeopardizing my record, my like credibility right here. And I'm going with the Washington football team. Yeah, I just, I feel like they need to click at one point, right? And I know the Packers are playing all right footy, but when they come up against a decent defense with good coverage, I know the Washington Redskins are a bit iffy on coverage sometimes, but you know, you got Chase Young coming off the edge and you got guys like, um, you know, you got Jonathan Allen and such things like that. If they I like come how you're trying to justify them, this. I love it. I'm justifying this nicely. I've thought about this really like a long time, actually. Um, and I feel like Terry McLaurin's going to have a day. Um, <laughs> Hopefully he does for fantasy. Yes, I feel like he's going to have an absolute day. I thought he was going to have a day last week, but um, Heineke just wasn't on point. But I think Alexander's out again. This, So he's gone. 
and really depending on a lot, a lot of rookie corners for the Packers. So if Heineken can produce anything like he did against the Bucks in a couple of those hot quarters, I know they didn't win, but it's the worst team in the Packers. I feel like we get it done, boys. You know, you know, the more you explain it, the more or the less far fetched it sounds. I mean, it's exactly quite possible, TB. It's quite possible. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm gonna let him. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rebut it <laughs> just on the fact that I'm gonna let him have his moment. Uh, he has just been right last the week. couple of weeks, but yeah. you know, we'll, yeah. we'll we'll let him have it. I also did say last week the Raiders were gonna win about he a did. Yep. Don't worry, we're at, see how I credit credit up. where credit's due. Yeah. You did say Raiders yeah, beat Broncos. I just, on like a different note, just quickly before we finish up here, I just want to wonder how everyone. I was just talking to um Sean about you know our our fantasy teams and you know we've been struggling with our uh you know our winning. I haven't won in two weeks now. How have you guys been going with your fantasy team? Just want to, I just want to quickly know. I think the viewers want and the home want to know what your um fantasy teams have been doing. Oh, simply yeah, you know, for me, simply absolute rubbish. But yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I'll say, you know, you can comment in the comment section, but come on, you know, the buy rounds are just killing me, boys. I've got so many people on buys the last couple of weeks. It's a joke. You know, I've got Prescott catch. on a buy. Um, in a couple of leagues, you know, I've got Prescott as my quarterback. I've got Rogers this week, so I hope, oh, God, that goes against my prediction. Yeah, Eckler, Eckler disappeared last week, but, you know, I started off well. I started off 3-1, and one, so, you know, I'm not too shabby, but two straight losses. Here's another one. On Hertz, do I put Hertz in? He's, I don't know, he's been getting like a solid 25 every week, but starting no. a bad week. I don't know. Who are they playing? Hertz, they're playing uh, LA. He was okay last week, wasn't he? I know he was. He got Stafford, 25 Stafford. points. And this fact he's dual threat, but Stafford's playing against Detroit, so I don't know. Stafford. That could be a route. The, big, the Raiders' um, pass rush is actually pretty good, so. Mm. And. Hurts when he feels a bit of pressure, just goes like yeah. But he he seems chicken. to when he starts to feel pressure, he starts to run, which gets him more points. That's what I'm starting to think. But anyway, yeah, I'll, true. But I'll, I reckon I'll sleep on that one. Keep it safe. Keep it safe. This week, right. the breath. That's it. All right, boys. Once again, another show done and dusted. Thank you, TB. Thank you, Salt. And uh, Pat, Hapies get slapped this week. Yeah, you're kidding yourself. Come on, the Jets, boys. Come on. You know, say with conviction. I didn't even need it. I didn't even need it. I didn't even need a bold prediction this week. It's just going to happen. You know, it's not bold enough. You see the trophy. You see the the trophies behind me. Yeah, you see. See, uh, read them and weep. We've got the best best Super Bowl of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no one cares. (laughs) Forty, fifty, sixty years ago. All right, that's it. Don't disrespect Joe Namath. Nah, Broadway legend. Broadway. Thank you. Take care. Enjoy the footy. See you.